Shadow's Bastion, a By Gods and Kings story, takes place in the fictional world of Dunai. All of these works are available to read on Kindle Vela and are available shortly after this release. For more information on By Gods and Kings, please visit our website, bygodsandkings.com, or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Chapter 1. The Ascent into Thunder Flashes of lightning filled the sky as the two priests made their way along the path. Bushes lined the rocky walkway with large vines coming from their base, providing obstacles for their trek through the bluffs. The two young men, Kuros and Krix, kept their gaze focused on what was ahead of them while trying to make sure they were not toppled by one of the encroaching vines. We should be there soon, announced Kuros as they continued to move along the path. The sun was hidden behind large, ominous clouds and the flashes of lightning would force most men to find shelter, but not two followers of Darien. They welcomed the lightning and laughed at the thunder. It brought them a sense of comfort knowing that their god was watching over them. Kuros led the way with Krix a few steps behind him. He was a few months older than his compatriot, but both were equally gifted priests who served the god of order. Kuros was slightly taller than his ally with short brown hair that rivaled the long, sandy locks of Krix. Both men's faces were smooth as the day they were born and their features were equally soft and plain. They didn't stand out, which was something that their superiors valued. For six years, the two young men rose through the ranks of Darien's order, eventually being bestowed with the rank of priest. Their backgrounds were similar, with both young men hailing from Urne. Kuros was originally from Merdul, while Krix was from Jatala, the city outside the massive hub. Krix was a bit more relaxed about this mission, with Kuros far more uneasy. They had been sent on a difficult missions in the past, though never alone. They were normally accompanied by either one of the abbots or a more decorated and seasoned priest. This was their first mission alone, but not their most dangerous one. With the War of the Gods beginning to come to a boil, the two priests had proven to be exceptional soldiers for Darien and his allies. The two made their way through the Karingis Bluffs, south of Tirjit and near the Lake of Ferenzia. The paths were well-worn and trekked recently by someone, or something that walked upright. After several minutes of climbing, the two priests found themselves standing on a large plateau overlooking the village of Ferenzia. Fishing boats were all docked against their piers for the night, tied up so that the coming storm wouldn't cast them off into the lake. In the center of the plateau, surrounded by trees, bushes, and other greenery, was a fire ring that was still smoldering. We're here, announced Kuros as he approached the center of the plateau and the dwindling fire. He gazed down at it and then back over at Krix as he came into the center of the camp. Perhaps we should keep this fire going. Krix paused beside the fire and folded his arms across his chest. Why exactly did they send us here? Surely we weren't summoned here to practice stoking a fire. Kuros shrugged his shoulders and walked over to one of the fallen logs that surrounded the ring. I don't know. Krix shook his head and bent over at the waist. He picked up a few sticks before walking over to the fire ring and tossing them into the center. He followed that up with holding his hand out over the fire, conjuring a very small ball of lightning that he dropped onto the wood. The lightning spread around the fire ring and ignited the wood, creating a roaring fire for the two to enjoy while they waited. We passed this test, joked Krix. He made his way over to Kuros and sat down beside him. The wind swirled overhead, pushing the canopy that surrounded the open area. Flashes of lightning filled the sky with loud booms of thunder accompanying each strike. The two priests closed their eyes and enjoyed the loud solace. Krix smiled warmly while Kuros leaned back and took in the moment. I see the two of you are comfortable, announced a deep, burly voice coming from the trees. He emerged from the brush, walking through it as if he were there the whole time. His broad shoulders made him appear much larger than he was, though he was still bigger than both priests. He wore the attire of Darien, though he wasn't in the robes that both Krix and Kuros were in. Instead, he wore a white tunic with golden trim around the edges and loosely fitting white pants that fit into his brown boots. He carried a mace at his side, just like both Kuros and Krix. However, his was far more ornate. The two priests rose to their feet at the sight of the man in his attire. They had heard stories of Pendle, a seraphim who was Darien's right hand, but they never imagined they would see him in the flesh. 
It wasn't rare for the creations of the gods to enter Dunai from their realms, but for Pendle to come to Dunai from Dolbach was still something of a shock to the priests. Master Pendle? stuttered Kuros as the burly man approached the fire. The burly man snickered and shook his head. He held open his hand and created a ball of lightning that he immediately tossed into the sky. Upon reaching the clouds, the ball exploded with a loud thunderclap. Bolts of lightning flashed from cloud to cloud and the two priests' eyes opened wide at the power the man before them possessed. Are you sure I'm Pendle? asked the burly man. Are you sure I'm not some servant of Malaris masquerading as the powerful seraphim? Crick shifted his eyes slightly, considering what the burly man before him said. Kuros, however, did not. The force and power that was displayed was enough to convince him that the man before him was Pendle. Master Pendle, a follower of Malaris, would not be able to conjure such a display as you did. He may could paint the sky, but he could not create the masterful stroke that you did. Pendle smirked and placed his hands on his hips in disappointment. You accept power if it is displayed before you, but it appears your ally is questioning it, Pendle stated plainly. What do you say, Crix? Kuros believes that I am Pendle, the shapeshifter and seraphim who serves at the side of Darium. Do you feel the same way? Crix took in a deep breath and kept his eyes locked on the large man before him. He closed his eyes while taking in another breath, eventually exhaling and shaking his head. I don't know, answered Crix, prompting an immediate laugh from Pendle. I've always thought that the abilities of Malarus and Darian were remarkably similar in many aspects. While Malarus and his followers pride themselves on deception, Darian instills in us a sense of resourcefulness. Crix paused and folded his arms across his chest while he composed himself. Many of the men and women who serve Malarus will try to deceive, some of which are rumored to be able to take the form or shape of someone else. Pendle, you can shapeshift into birds, bears, or other beasts, but you cannot shapeshift into another man. At least, that's what we've been told. A follower of Malaris cannot alter their essence to appear like something that isn't humanoid. Pendle smiled and nodded. So you're insinuating that if I were to prove to you that I am Pendle, I would need to morph my essence into some other creature. I would, answered Crix. If you were to show me that you have the unique ability of Pendle, I would believe that you are in fact Pendle. Kuro sighed and hung his head shamefully. Crix, is it not obvious that this man is who he says he is? Crick shook his head silently without shifting his eyes away from the burly man. Pendle has a unique ability, Kuros. I would like to see it for confirmation. Kuros was frustrated and took in a deep breath. Are you in... The large man interrupted Kuros's rant before it could even begin by transforming into a large bear that towered over the fire and the two priests. Insane, finished Kuros as the large bear casted a massive shadow over them. See, it is Pendle. Yes, it is affirmed Crix as the bear shifted his form back to the previous man that stood before them. Thank you, Master Pendle, nodded Crix politely. It is an honor to meet you. And I applaud your diligence, Crix, said Pendle with a warm grin. I was told you two were gifted, but that your powers were not something that was suited for the rank and file of the order. The two priests were taken aback by Pendle's direct statement, both confused at its meaning. The high priest in Shurik mentioned that you two were far too gifted to simply stay as priests. Kuro shifted his eyes slightly, so we are to become abbots. Pendle laughed loudly. No, you two are not destined to become abbots, he said softly. Darian has a need for two promising young priests. Crix and Kuros remained still as Pendle moved around the fire. The burly man took a seat on the log beside the two priests and gazed upon them. Please take a seat. There is much to discuss, insisted Pendle as he motioned at the log behind them. The two priests stepped back and lowered themselves down to the log they originally sat on. Pendle clapped his hands together and opened them up in front of the fire, warming them up as the two priests tried to get comfortable. You two have already been involved in a few of the more violent missions tasked by your god. You've shown promise, determination, and of course, resourcefulness. 
You're both remarkably gifted. Pendle cleared his throat and spit on the ground beside the fire. Unfortunately, neither of you have been noticed by our enemies or allies yet. Excuse me? Asked Crix in confusion. What does that mean? Kuro sighed loudly. It means other priests have gotten credit for some of the things that we have done. We've been labeled as supporters instead of those who were primary contributors. Pendle smiled and nodded. Exactly. But Darian and the High Priest have both noticed your contributions. Your gifts and your skills are well noted and something that I'm here to talk to you more about, if you're willing to listen. Crix chuckled. We climbed the Corinthian bluffs to get here. Of course we're willing to listen. Coming up here was a way to get you away from everyone who would potentially ruin our conversation. We don't need anyone eavesdropping on what I'm about to offer the two of you, explained Pendle coyly. Listen, we are to deliver a very powerful message to the enemies of Darien. Our allies, Xylene, Talgis, and Sierra, are on board with a plan that will be taking shape over the course of the next few months. However, in order to do this, we need two men to set this plan into motion. Kuros smirked, and I suppose we are those two men. Pendle nodded slowly. You most certainly are, he affirmed. Each of you are equally important to this task, though both of you will have very different roles to play. One of you will become God-touched, linking your soul and your essence with Darien. You will become an immortal servant to the God of Order, and you will be one of his most powerful soldiers. Your primary job, to begin with, will be to protect the other as he completes his task. Kuros and Crix's eyes both widened at the idea of becoming God-touched. To become an immortal follower was rare. Priests and abbots who showed exceptional promise and accomplished remarkable feats were granted that status as a reward, but neither expected to be offered it so early. God-touched followed a different set of rules than priests and other followers. They were equally as powerful as high priests, but answered to the god or goddess directly. They serve no one on Dunai. What is being asked of the other person, Master Pendle? Asked Crix. Pendle took in a deep breath and nodded quickly. He is being asked to take on the most important role of them all, answered the seraphim. The other of the two of you will become the architect of something far bigger than all of Dunai, but it has to be built. It has to be crafted from the essence around it and the essence provided from the other gods. It has to be forged into the prison that will stand the test of time. A prison? asked Crix. You're making a prison and you need one of us for that? It's far more than a prison, Crix. Think of it as a bastion for thousands of souls, all linked to a single person. Those souls would never make it to the halls of Vesia, but instead be locked for all eternity in a worldly structure created by either of you, explained Pendle. While one of you will become God-touched, the other will become the architect of the greatest symbol of power Dunai has ever seen. Vesia will cringe at the sight of it, and every other god will fear its power. We will end the War of the Gods with this act. Kuros and Crix remain still on the log as they listen to Pendle. Has it been decided which of us will take up that mantle? inquired Kuros. Both seem quite important. Both are, and I will state that the person who becomes the architect will be just as powerful as a God-touched servant. They will be immortal and possess remarkable power as well. As for which of you have been slated for either role, that has been left up to the two of you. You may decide your fate, though I'd ask that you hurry. Whoever decides to become the architect of Oblivion will have an escort arrive shortly to keep them safe. The other will become God-touched here tonight on top of this plateau. Crix took a deep breath of the smoky air, so you will convert one of us into a God-touched. I have the power to do that, yes, answered Pendle softly. However... It will alert Ebelus that a new god-touch has been created and it will put him on our scent. We cannot have him messing about in our affairs, nor do we want his sister to have an idea of what is at play. Pendle was referring to Ebelus and Elise Mertrand, both god-touch servants of Vesia. Elise was married to the god of chaos, Malarus, and her brother was the hunter of balance. Ebelus ensured that all god-touched morality remained balanced. Pendle exhaled softly and turned his body toward the two priests. 
straddling the log to lock his eyes on both of them. So which path will you walk? Crick shifted and looked into the eyes of Kuros. Which would you prefer? He asked innocently. I've got my preference, but I'd like to hear yours. Kuros paused briefly and collected himself. To become God Touch would be legendary, but to do what Pendle requested would be otherworldly. Kuros took in a deep breath of the smoky air and nodded. If I could choose, I would choose to become the architect. Crick stared into Kuros's eyes as he confessed his wishes. He allowed himself a moment to gather his thoughts before turning to face Pendle. I will become God-touched, Master Pendle, stated Crick plainly. He rose to his feet and stepped towards the seraphim with Kuros still in the log. Most good, stated Pendle. The two priests looked on with stoic gazes, taken aback by what was before them. However, from the path behind the makeshift campsite, the sound of footsteps grabbed the two priests' attention. Pendle remained on the log, but glanced over to see a young woman wearing the crest of Darien across her armor approaching. Her black hair was bound behind her head, and her slender frame matched her pale skin with soft features. On her back, a large bow with a quiver sat in between her shoulder blades while a small dagger was rested perfectly on her left hip. Gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to the god-touched warrior, Rosali. He said an introduction. I'm sure you're aware of who she is. Kuros looked down at the ground and giggled. A member of the Order of Darien is here with us. In the flesh, she announced with a scowl plastered across her pale face. I don't normally do escort missions, but our god says that you are quite important to the plan. He most certainly is, inserted Pendle. Kuros, you will head to Sunshire with Rosali. There, you will rendezvous with the rest of the Order of Darien, as well as a few others who will be assisting you in the creating the prison. Kuros rose to his feet and approached Rosali. It's a pleasure to meet you, he said innocently. I look forward to traveling with you. Rosali smiled. I don't, she retorted rudely. Make sure you can keep up with me. I don't want to have to wait for you. I will move as quickly as you do, replied Kuros. Pendle rose to his feet and walked over to Kuros. Be safe. You're very important to this plan, and we have to get moving. Do as she asks, Kuros. It is to keep you safe. Of course. I will do as she asks of me on our trek to Sunshire, answered Kuros. Will Crix join me? Pendle nodded slowly. Once the transition is complete, and after a few days, he will make his journey to Sunshire. Once he's there, he will be tasked with assisting you in creating the prison. Pendle paused and glanced over at Crix. The structure should already be created and fortified by the time either of you get there. You'll be tasked with the next phase that will happen without the watchful eyes of Darilius, Fessia, or whatever god is paying attention to Dunai. How long will the transition take? asked Crix. Rosali smirked. I felt weird for a couple days, but I'm still here. You'll be fine. She paused for a moment and laughed. Just that first drop will feel like it will never end. Crix's eyes opened wide as the words settled in his mind. You'll be fine. Everyone eventually makes it out. Everyone does, smiled Pendle as he stepped away from Crix and over to Kuros. Now get moving. I expect you and Rosali to be in Sunshire within the next few days. We will move as fast as we can, Pendle. Tell Darien that I give him my word that we will reach Sunshire in three days, stated Rosali confidently. Pendle smirked. That's quite ambitious. We're not going to go through the dark thicket, Pendle, so as long as we can get to Melor quickly, we can get over the mountains and over to Fierak in two days. Getting to Sunshire is only another day by foot from there, explained Rosali. Give Darien my word. I will do so. Pendle responded with an earnest smile. Make haste, Rosali, and good luck, Kuros. Kuros walked up and embraced Crix before heading off down the path with Rosali. Good luck, and I look forward to seeing you in Sunshire, he whispered into Crix's ear. And I you, Crix replied with a smile. Kuros released the embrace and stepped away from Crix with Rosali waiting somewhat impatiently to begin their journey. Sunshire wasn't too far away, but the Ceratos Mountains provided an ample challenge for the two of them. Within a few moments, Kuros and Rosali had left the camp with both Pendle and Crix standing in front of the fire. So what next? asked Crix. 
Fendu laughed and reached into his tunic, pulling out a dagger that was glowing with a white aura. This is a single-use dagger that has been enchanted with the essence of Darien. By impaling you with this blade, your soul will be bound to deny, and your allegiance will be to Darien. Do you understand me? Grix nodded solemnly. My soul will be bound to deny, and I will serve Darien. He affirmed. And upon the final word coming from his mouth, Pendle drove the blade into Crix's chest. Then it's time for you to begin your journey, muttered Pendle. When you wake up, if Febulus is standing above you, give him my regards. Crix's eyes were bulging from his head as the blade pierced his skin and his innards. The pain of the dagger was intense, but Crix remained silent. He closed his eyes as the pain became too much. He bit down and clenched his jaw. Crix waited for the end, which felt as if it would never come. Finally, after a few moments of agony, the pain suddenly vanished, but Crix was left with an odd feeling. He was suddenly falling. After what he perceived to be hours, Crix felt his body slam into the ground. He opened his eyes and gasped. His torso lifted him off the ground while his hips remained firmly at the campsite. He gasped loudly for air, opening his eyes to see a bright sun shining down on him, but the shadow of a man with a spear pointed at his throat, greeting him. Who are you and why do I suddenly have to care? inquired the man rudely as he stared down the spear at the awakening cricks. We would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. More content will be coming out on a regular basis. For more on By Gods and Kings, please visit www.bygodsandkings.com or www.scriptcrypt.com.